Welcome back to Talking Deer. I'm Tim. I'm Joe. Joe, what did we just do? Oh, we just played some basketball. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. In high school, I always considered myself a slightly better basketball player than Joe, but he sure smoked me tonight. I don't know really what happened. I guess uh, just just felt good, you know? I think you're a better baller than me now. I don't know. It's probably a lucky, lucky game. No, I'm definitely on the downhill slide, but you're still on the up and up. I'll tell you, by the end of it... I was very tired. <laughs> I was very tired. Gosh, by the end of the first possession, I was tired. <laughs> but what are we talking about today, Joe? Well, today we're going to dive into turkey hunting, kind of uh, different tactics to use, different calls. You know, we could touch on some decoying, bunch of stuff. I mean, you could have a bunch of podcasts, I bet, about turkey hunting. Well, I could, and you could. <laughs> <laughs> what is your what is your background with turkey hunting, Tim? So I really have not done much turkey hunting. I went out maybe six years ago a few times in the spring with my bow and missed a turkey, shot over its head. Um, and then Joe – well, let me just tell this story real quick. One of the most experience I have with spring turkeys is uh, Joe went – a couple years ago while I was still in college, he went to Kansas out of state hunt to hunt turkeys. And he had been there for a couple days and I was kind of texting back and forth with him. How's it going, man? You, you seeing some birds and it gets to be like Friday night or something. And Joe's like, dude, he's like, I've got them roosted. I know right where they're at. He's and like, I did. <laughs> he was like, I, I did. He's like, dude, I'm going to kill a bird tomorrow. I'm going to kill a bird. And I said, well, heck, if you're that confident, I'm going to grab my camera. I'm going to come film you, man. And this was this was like two, <laughs> two, at least two days of pretty good hunting. The first day I was getting permission on private all day basically. And then the second day I really hit it. And I got into some birds, and I was pretty pumped. Yeah, but anyway, Joe sounded so confident. I was like, well, heck, I'm heading down there. You know, so it was five-and-a-half hour drive. He was north of Topeka, and I was down in southern Missouri. So I get in my little Buick car at the time and drove five-and-a-half hours. Didn't get there till about midnight, 1230. Oh, I, think, I think so. Met up, <laughs> met up at McDonald's, got no, some dinner. You were already at Didn't the – no, that was oh, the next no. day. I no, met him in a cornfield. <laughs> he was sleeping in his car, watching Netflix in his car, in his sleeping bag. It was like 35 degrees. So I hopped in there. We were watching The Office and uh, we we're just sitting there for like five minutes and Joe goes, yeah, uh, I hope we see a bird tomorrow. <laughs> I was what so mad. Big... <laughs> Tim, Tim just drove five and a half hours. I was like, what would you say? Why did you say <laughs> to come get footage that people probably will never watch? <laughs> and and a big weather front came through, and temps dropped like twenty degrees. It was terrible. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, he did have those turkeys roosted. But yeah, man, he sounded so confident on the phone. And then when I got there, he's like, "Yeah, well, they could just as easily pitch down in the other field." And I was like, "Why didn't you tell me this six hours ago?" You know. But it was all in all, it was a good weekend. I we, got you out there. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was fun. We did not kill a turkey that weekend. Um, but yeah, we got snowed on that next day, didn't we? Yeah, the next day about midday, because in Kansas you can hunt all day, morning and evening. Yeah, here in Missouri you can just hunt till one o'clock. Yeah, and yeah, it was like April twentieth. We were getting snowed on. Yep. Well, let's dive into kind of 
I guess I don't know. I really don't know much about turkey hunting, so I'm going to be asking you some questions, Joe. Um, I guess springtime is when turkey season is here in Missouri. Is that no. kind of like more or less the turkey rut? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to think. I don't know the date right off the top of my head. I want to say like the uh, I don't know 14th or 20th somewhere in there of April. That is when the turkeys, turkeys start getting fired up. Heck, all the birds get fired up. The owls are fired up. It's uh, it's pretty pretty fun being out in the woods that time of the year. Everything's kind of coming back to life. Yeah, I'll say one thing that I do enjoy about getting out and turkey hunting is it's kind of unique in terms of its difference from deer hunting in that you're you're using vocalizations and the turkeys are talking back to you, and that's really cool. So, talking about communication with turkeys, Joe. What kind of calling strategies are you using throughout the season? Yeah, so with calling, you're trying to imitate a hen, which is a female bird for uh, people who don't know. But you're basically just trying to get that get that gobbler, get that male turkey kind of fired up, you know. And there's, there's a lot of different kind of calls out there. The main ones that you're going to hear about are going to be your mouth calls, like a diaphragm call. Um, you're going to have a slate call. And then you're going to have a box call, which is a wooden box, basically, call. Gotcha. What's your favorite to use? Um, since I've picked up on it, I think mouth call, the diaphragm, is going to be my favorite. You okay. can hands-free, you got your shotgun, and do some nice, uh, some good calling with it, and you yeah. don't have to move. I remember actually it was that Kansas trip that you were really getting honed in on your calling skills with the mouth call, if I remember well, correctly. I did it all the way out yeah. <laughs> and all the way back <laughs> and in the car <laughs> going between properties. Yeah, well, you get pretty good like that, I guess. So Your ears hurt after a while. Yeah, glad I wasn't in the car with you. <laughs> but again, I'm not a... I'm not a turkey hunting expert, but I believe like probably the most common call that you're going to use is called a Yelp. Is that right? Yeah, it's just kind of that main um, – I don't even know how to explain it. But, uh, well, why don't you imitate <laughs> it for us, Joe? <laughs> I, I, you know, if I brought my turkey call down here, I could. Okay. It's just a, just like one, two, three, four, four or five notes probably, a uh, consistent pattern from I'd say um, higher pitch to lower, I guess. Um, is how you'd say that? Yeah, I'd say that's probably right. And uh, so what is that communicating? Do you know? Um, <laughs> Just like I'm here, I'm a, I'm a hen? Yeah. Yo, what's up? What you up to? <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> I, you know, I, don't, I, I really don't know what it, It's kind of like, hey, I'm over here. And what like, time of the morning? It's the hens that are flirting with the gobblers. Oh, okay. I see. You know, there's one thing on their mind. Yeah. <laughs> So what time of the morning are you really going to start using your calls? So I would say probably 15 minutes before sunrise. Um, well, actually, I take that back. You're going to be hearing them vocally around then before the sun rises. But I'm not going to call un- until, you know, 15, 20 minutes after after the sun rises or uh, fifteen Daylight, minutes, maybe. maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't want to be out there. I, w- I want. I want to kind of hear what's going on, and then when I do call, I'm gonna throw out a couple yelps, maybe um, some more aggressive cutting here and there, just slightly, to uh, 
to kind of like, hey, I'm over here. Okay, perfect. What are you and doing when you fly down kind of deal? So you're hoping that a gobbler responds by gobbling, right? Yeah, yeah, for And sure. if he does that, do you continue to call or what's the strategy? I like I like to uh to kind of, you know, mess with him a little bit. Like I'm going to I'm going to call a little and then as soon as he if he if he fires right back at me or even cuts me off mid uh, mid yelp, I know he's he's fired up, and um, I'm going to kind of play the waiting game a little bit on him, and I'm not going to respond for I don't know. It seems like an eternity, but <laughs> and that's just downright rude too. He's interrupting you in your beautiful calling sequence. <laughs> You've been practicing it all the way to Kansas. <laughs> uh, you just got to play some hard so to get. That's there. a good turkey to shoot. Then <laughs> yeah. no, I'm kidding. So take us through real quick. What kind of setups you're looking for as you turkey hunt? Is it sort of similar to deer hunting? Are they going to food, or what's the what's the strategy there? You know, it is kind of similar, I guess. They uh, they they really vary a lot. Um, they do like to be in the woods quite a bit, picking through the leaves and and eating whatever they eat, worms and whatnot. Um, but you're not you're not looking for a food source, so to speak. You're going to be out there. You want to be listening in the evenings because when those birds fly up to roost, they'll be fairly vocal, um, or at least you hope they hope you hope they will be. Um, if it's very windy, they won't be. Wind is really tough for for hunting. But you're just kind of trying to be in the realm of where they're at, and then going from there trying to coax them in. So you would say that. Um Roosting a turkey the the evening prior to when you hunt is very important to figuring out where to hunt. Is that correct? I do. I I think it's very important. It plays a big a big role in success. I think. Well, yeah, and I mean they're not probably going to go anywhere throughout yeah. the night, so you know right where they're going to be at least unless they tree wise and unless they the get morning. scared real bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did somebody, you see that raccoon? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's out there. Son with of a gun! Almost pans. got me. <laughs> Oh yeah. So yeah, it gives you a really good, really good uh, plan for the morning, and you know you're going to be within, you know, hopefully a hundred yards of them. So I guess real quick we can dive into decoys. What what situations, if any or if all, I guess, <laughs> are you using decoys in? So you can kind of divide. I think the turkey season up into three different times. Early season, um, that first week of turkey season, I'm going to be going out quite a bit with a strutter and a hen decoy. Kind of really tick that gobbler off that there's another gobbler with his hen. And uh, it works with aggressive birds. Some birds that are older and more mature really don't feel like getting their butt kicked by a younger bird. Mm -hmm. So a gobbler decoy can actually hurt you in some cases. Um but I like I like to use that setup. And with my hen decoy, I'm going to have her kind of in a breeding position on the ground. So that'd um, be like take the legs off the decoy and yeah, almost lay her flat on the ground. Flat on the ground, yeah. Gotcha. And then mid mid season, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm almost going with a half strut. I would I I don't really have a half strut, but that okay, kind of yep. Jake. Um, you got kind of like a bristled up Jake, don't yeah, you, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who makes that decoy? Do you remember? Uh, you know, I actually splurged a little, and uh, Dave Smith decoy. Oh, I forgot I, you did that. Yeah. yeah. Would you say so for turkey decoys? 
would you say kind of Dave Smith and uh, what is it, Avian X? Are those kind yeah. of the two big ones in terms of like top Man. of the line? Yeah, I would. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's some good ones at Walmart. It. Uh, Walmart's got primos, this? don't they? I think so. Yeah. It has a lot to do. You want a good paint and okay. a good texture on that on that turkey decoy to where when that sun does hit it, it it reflects nicely and it looks looks pretty real. Is there ever a situation like a certain setup where you're like, well, I'm definitely not going to use a decoy here? I would say for sure I would not use a decoy in like a tight situation. Um, let's see, let's um, example like if you're on a if you're in the woods and you're calling the if you're calling the turkey in the woods and he's about to pop over a ridge, I would not have a decoy out because if you had a decoy right there, um, it might scare him, especially um, if he's coming and you kind of shut up when you're calling. He doesn't know really where that that turkey is at. You know, he's right. just coming. In, he's coming to the last direction. He heard that calling coming from, so I think a uh, decoy can scare them sometimes, kind of freak them out. That actually makes a lot of sense, and it's very similar to deer hunting too. Like if I'm hunting the timber, I'm probably not going to use a a buck decoy no matter what, but I like doing it kind of in in open areas where they can see them from 100 or 200 yards out and and then commit to it from there. Yeah, and a problem you might run into, which you probably will run into, is when that gobbler – like holds up a hundred yards away and he really wants because in nature the hen is going to go to the gobbler he you know they talk they kind of you know hey what's up you know wanting to get it on or whatever Gosh. <laughs> and, and that gobbler's like yo you come to me over here um and that's usually how it how it goes down so trying to coax the gobbler to you is not really how it how it works all the time. So it, they're 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 probably going to hold up. But you got the sweet talk, right? <laughs> you, you, you can get them in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. But. Come here, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they come running. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, anything else you want to touch on before we close this one? I you know I don't know what's okay. What is one tip that you would give to a new turkey hunter? Once something that's easy to mess up on. Well, yeah, do not overcall is what I would say. Okay, because if it's so tempting too, and I I know I've done it. Tim's tried to do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but we, actually, Tim. You're you're pretty good at calling turkeys, like as as far as like running (laughs) running the call. Oh, okay. Okay. In a situation, I don't know how good you are, but like you can actually you can function a call. Yeah. But it's so easy to continue calling that turkey when they're gobbling. Well, it's fun to just hear them gobble back. Honestly, (laughs) yeah. And that is a big part of it, you know. But if you want to kill that bird, I think I think a big part of it is just being chill and not overcalling. Kind of just you know keep them interested, but don't don't overly reach out to them. Just kind of yeah, yep. Leave them on red every once in a while, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a lot of girls do that out there. Oh, is that Uh, what happens to you, Joe? (laughs) 
you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, man. I, uh, I shouldn't hit no, a it's, belt. <laughs> it's funny, though, you know. But, All right, well, I guess we'll close this one. Yeah, yeah, get out there. It's a great time to be out in the woods. It's coming up right around the corner. And, you know, the good chance you'll probably find some sheds, too. That's true. Get out there, find some sheds, shoot some turkeys. Yeah. All right, see you guys later. Bye.